This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What he does at his size is so different from, you know, the traditional greats in this league. I'm obviously thrilled for everyone in, in that room, and a lot, of, a lot of people had a big hand in this, but I think the thing with, with Steph is, um, you know, w- without him, Steph ultimately is, you know, why this run has, has happened. I'm happy for everybody, but I'm thrilled for Steph. To me, this is his crowning achievement. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G with you on a Friday. Ton to do on this show today. We'll get to some future stuff. We'll check in on the U.S. Open, some baseball. Nick Ashley will join us later in the show from the BetQL Network. So we'll have a lot of fun today. Uh, and we'll do some NFL stuff as well with some futures. But, Joe, let's continue the NBA conversation. We'll get to the mm-hmm. futures here. Uh, next year, title odds are out already and a little sprinkle on the MVP odds for next season. But a couple more things you want to throw in there on the NBA Finals and just kind of wrap wrap up the series after a Warriors victory. I do wonder, are, are we going to see other teams take a look and be more defensive-oriented since we had the two best defenses left in the end? If you look at the four Warriors wins – here were their point totals, 107, 107, 104, and only 103 points last night, enough to get it done. And, you know, multiple reasons for that. I thought that was interesting. Sean Grand, uh, play-by-play voice for the Celtics, pointed this out and how close they were to going up 3-1. They had a five-point lead in game four with six and a half minutes left. Since that point in the series... Game four, six and a half minutes left. The Celtics were outscored by 38 points. They had 47 assists and 43 turnovers. Wow. That one one took me. I was like, wait a second. 47 assists, 43 turnovers in like almost two and a quarter games in the NBA finals. I mean, that's your story right there for damn sure. Well, you mentioned the defense thing quickly. I I just looked at it. So you're right. Top two teams in the NBA played in the finals for defensive efficiency, Golden State and Boston. But the top six were all title contenders or the best teams, or they were there at the end, however you want to say. So here are the top six defensive efficiency. Golden State, Boston, they were there in the end. Phoenix was number three, best team all year. Obviously, we know they lost to Dallas. Memphis was at number four. Miami, who took Boston at Game 7 Eastern Conference Finals, they were number 5. And number 6 was Dallas, who played in the Western Conference Finals against the Golden State Warriors. So the top six – of the top six defensive teams, they were – they housed the Final Four. They all played in the Conference Finals. I think teams are going to take notice of that. They have to. Let's be real. How about this for the series? 
most rebounds in the NBA Finals. You know who had the most in the end? I remember this prop we talked about before the NBA Finals. Um, was it Wiggins? It was Wiggins. Wow. I wonder, do you know what the number was? Uh-huh. Okay. So I remember we, we, we were talking about Kayvon Looney, Horford, Draymond. Those were names we, we kind of brought up there. They were the maybe the favorites, top three. Right. I'm sure Robert Williams was Robert up there. Williams, right. No, he was yeah. definitely in the mix. So those were probably the top four. I, I, I don't know. Wiggins was 20 to 1? 75 to 1. Wow. <laughs> that would have been an incredible hit. Yeah, I know. But who would it, why would you bet it, though? Like, what would what would the thought process? But it was one of those stack categories throughout the series we talked about that seemed to be up for grabs. It, it could yeah. be any of them. But, yeah, going into the series, you didn't think Wiggins, Wiggins would be that dude. Okay. Uh, I, I found this pretty intriguing, and maybe you take note of it. I'm not. Eh, it doesn't happen every single year. This is probably your outlier. However, so if we look series by series, we get f- 15 series, right? In the NBA playoffs throughout the the record for the favorite going into each of those series out of 15 was 13 and two. The favorite heading into the series. Like the Warriors were favored to win the finals heading in. And they won. Okay. The favorite, 13 and 2. It's pretty extreme. But also keep in mind that an a quote upset that we had in the first round was Utah minus 300 against Dallas. And they were only favored because of the Luka health, which we didn't know about. And then he ended up playing much of the series. So if you want to throw that one out, that's fine. So if we throw that out, Dallas. The only, the only upset was Dallas over Phoenix. That's it. And it was, let's see, Phoenix minus 295, Dallas plus 240. And that went to a game seven. I mean, that was a weird game seven. Uh, obviously, Dallas earned it and they moved on. But it wasn't like they beat him in five and it was like, whoa, where'd that come from? Now that went to seven. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's not. Maybe this is, I mean, that's the NBA, right? Favorites usually win. But that's. That's an enormous amount of favorites, especially in a league that, that seems to have more parity this year, right? It wasn't like well, right, dominance. Right. Yeah. It felt like, wow, you know, this is good for the league. Celtics at one time, 100, 150 to 1 to make the title uh, in January after their rough start, and they make it all the way there. And you probably had money if you had that ticket. Uh, yeah, our producer, Zach Kroll, asking about the first round game, Boston, Brooklyn. Yes, Boston was favored. They were minus 130, Brooklyn plus 110. So. Uh, that 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 was interesting. Very very chalky. Even though at the end it didn't feel like it was. So two things stand out to me from what you brought up: defense matters, and the regular season matters. Because other than Brooklyn, and we know that was a weird situation, right? That was Kyrie and the vaccine and time off and all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know who's typically favored in the postseason? The higher seed. Like, this isn't like the NFL where the, the 49ers go to Dallas in the playoffs and it's like a coin flip, right? If you're the higher seed, you are favored in the postseason in the NBA because you have home court and you were better all year. The regular season matters. I mean, I know some of these teams take half of the year off, but Boston got here because the regular season has propelled them here. It's funny, the Clippers, we're going to bring up the odds for next year. It's why I can't take the Clippers seriously. They don't take the regular season seriously. Yep. It's, I, you got, I mean, you have to. Yeah, and we we saw the Nets get swept out in the first round, and we wanted to ignore the regular season with them. Right. And the point was proven that even though you have a lot of players sitting and you're going to miss guys due to injuries, we should not be ignoring the regular season. That, that's a very good point. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The other thing I thought of, and I mentioned this before, and this is more of like a league-wide thing, and we'll talk about the odds for next year, like a team like the Sixers, a team like the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Joe, I don't know how I watch the NBA today. I don't know how a team is going to win a championship built around a center. It's not the game. It's not the game. You know, when I say that, your, your Philly people come down on me. I mean, you're right, though. And you know? I feel like watching <laughs> basketball today, watching and, – and they're great players. Like, it's not a knock on Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic. They're great players. Right, right. But the top of this draft again, we're going to watch the NBA draft next week, and it's going to be Chet Holmgren at number two or whatever. You know, big guys are going to go one, two, three. It. I look at it like having a great running back in the NFL. Cool. Are you gonna are you gonna go win the Super Bowl running the football with John, with Jonathan Taylor? No, you have to throw the ball to win. It's just right. these wings and guards are the NBA now, and it feels like the teams that are built around a center. It's like, man, I wouldn't bet on you to win the title. You aren't wrong. Yeah, you aren't wrong. I I totally hear what you're saying. Why why did the Warriors win? All right, we know why they won. We know why they Seven. won. We know Seven. why a lot of these these teams win. What was the advantage that the Celtics had coming into the series? What was talked about? They're rebounding. They're bigs. Yep. They're bigs. And then it didn't matter. We can listen. And I don't want to hear about Robert Williams' health. He was the best player on that team throughout the entire series. Mm-hmm. Best player. You can only make so much of an impact. And I know Embiid makes more of an impact than any of these other bigs, along with Jokic. But yeah, it's just too tough. You started the show by saying it's a three-point contest, and yeah, it is. You have to have so, the volume shooters from out there. Yes, not yeah, not like what those guys, Jokic and Embiid, they can make some threes. They they shoot at a decent percentage, but they're not they're not shooting twelve of them a game. Like that's what the guards and wings do. That's why that's a three-point shooting contest. All right, let's look forward, Joe. Next year, NBA title odds, early odds are out. The favorite, the Golden State Warriors, as they should be. They're the champions right now. Steph's coming back. He's not going anywhere. He's still playing at a ridiculous level here. They are the favorites to win the title next year, followed by the Boston Celtics, who we just watched get to the finals for the first time as this group. And then you look up and you see the Brooklyn Nets at 7-1. to one. We're doing it again. Brooklyn Nets 7-1. Uh, you do it. <laughs> no, I'm out. I'm out. Bucks at plus 750. Clippers at plus 850. Suns at plus 950 after an amazing regular season. Okay, let's look at the top uh, six because there's a drop off after yeah. Phoenix nine to one down to fourteen to one for Dallas and Denver Lakers Grizzlies Heat all that. In the top six, what's wrong to you? What is wrong? What are you like? 
okay, that's ridiculous. Number shouldn't be that short. Should not be the blank favorite. So the buck, the Nets over the Bucks is wrong. I'm putting the Bucks. Agree. Agree. The Bucks should have shorter odds than the Nets. I mm-hmm. also think the Clippers residing in the same area as these teams is just Mm-mm. they should not be there. Can we? Can they earn it, please? Can they? Have, can Kawhi Leonard come back and play first no. before I assume he's going to play and play? You know, great again. I, I would not have them there. Numbers too short on the Nets. Numbers too short on the Clippers. You're right. They should be in that 14 to 1 range. And I get the projection. I understand it, but not interested. Maybe it's because they know they're going to get money on them at 14 to 1. But I can't imagine the liabilities that bad. But okay. Okay. The Celtics. Do we think they're going to run it back and be right there again, coming out of the tougher conference again? So, right behind the Warriors, yeah. I did not – and I understand they just played in the NBA Finals, so you're going to put right. them near the top as long as they don't lose any of their, their quality players. But I I would move them down a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, the, it feels like there's too big of a gap between Celtics, Bucks, and Miami. Miami's down at 15-1. to 1. They all were close this season. I mean, that was the Eastern Conference. And look, it went to seven in the Eastern Conference Finals with Miami and Boston. So I think that's interesting that there's a big gap between – the Boston Milwaukee area in the top four of the odds, and the Miami at 15 to one. If you go down, if you're looking for some value, I think Dallas mm-hmm. and Memphis at 19 to one each are interesting. I was just going to ask you uh, of these teams that are labeled 14 to one, and there's three, six of them. So you've got the, the top tier, the top six odds, nine to one or shorter. Then you've got six teams at 14 to one, and then it falls off a cliff. Mm-hmm. So of the 14 to one teams, which one do I like? I think you're right about Denver. I love watching them all regular season, but when it comes to the playoffs now, and they're, and they're too injured every year, Lakers, you can do it. I'm not interested at 14 to one. So I'd scratch them off. We talked about Philadelphia and their problems. Dallas made the move the other day. So yeah, Christian Wood. yeah they, they could be there. Grizzlies are intriguing. What's Pat Riley going to do? Something. He's going to do something. He's going to do something for sure. I mean, Maybe he was – trying to pry Donovan Mitchell out of Utah? He's did you see his end-of-the-season presser, what he was saying? Like, he bus-tossed a bunch of his players. Like, yeah. straight up. He was not playing. So, I think he's going to make some moves. He does not like Lowry. That is clear. Like, he kind of regrets that move already. So – Heat maybe, but that East is so tough. But did did you say Grizzlies? Did you add Mavs or no? I had Mavs and I think Mavs and Grizzlies. I, I think they're both interesting. Yeah, I think you're right. I agree with that. And then what? What if you were moving down, just taking a flyer on any of these teams, forty or longer? New Orleans, Utah, Chicago, Minnesota, Toronto, Atlanta's eighty. Then we get to triple digits with those others. So. I think New Orleans is interesting. They came on. They pushed the Suns a little bit in that first round. They're really young. We'll see what happens with the Zion thing. But I'd be lying to you if I didn't look down and just kind of raise my eyebrow at the Cavs, 120 to 1. They played well this year. They're really young. They were sure. seventh in defensive efficiency. I'm just saying. Okay. Listen, I, know that, I, I don't think it's – is it crazy they're in the second round of the playoffs next year? I don't think it is. No, it's not crazy. Yeah, they can make a big leap. Um, and they made a big one anyway this year. But do I think they're going to win the title? I don't. 
That is interesting. They put together a really good half of the season. Mm-hmm. It was the wrong half, but it was a really right. strong half. Right. Hmm. And then these these other long long shots. No thanks. By that logic of the strong first half, the Bulls are going to be there too. I know. I know. Sixty five. But the Bulls can't shoot threes, and they're not as young. So yeah, what's the upside? Help that Rudy Gobert. Woohoo! Are they yeah, interested in Gobert? Uh, there's a lot of talk about it, but yeah, I, yeah, they might not have Vucevic. I, I like Arturis, what they've done so far. They've made them relevant, mm-hmm. but taking a step back, like the way they're building this team, it's not how you win in 2022. Right. So we were yeah. talking about the, the bigs and I mean, DeRozan, the, the two point God. Great. <laughs> That's going to be yeah. an early exit every time. If they want to make the playoffs, cool. But yeah, the idea is try to win a title here. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. We'll see, we'll see what happens with him. But I don't think this offseason, and we'll talk more about it, I don't think there's a lot of giant players moving teams. Maybe Beal, maybe. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a big summer of movement in the NBA. Joe O, Joe G, a lot to get to on the show tonight. We'll touch on some MLB, NFL futures. Guests coming up later, all coming up right here on the Beck All Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.